Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Cam Moon and Cody Jansen with you this afternoon on Oilers Now. Beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. Oilers are still playing. It's the third round of the playoffs. Sun came up. It's warm out. The mosquitoes haven't kicked in yet. It's all good. Don't be upset. Ashley Fine Flores text line. It's been busy. I like it. Uh, Daniel says, have you, have you filled your tank with gas or been to a grocery store lately, Cam? Money doesn't go very far anymore. We were talking about the $2,500 fine to Zach Cassian for ripping a helmet off that I thought was... A little excessive as far as the dollar value go. I, I didn't think Zach Cassian got his money's worth. But, Daniel, good point. That is a good point. Things are going up. And clearly the fines have gone up, too. All right. Elliot Friedman, he is going to be our guest. It's brought to you by Mid-City Construction. Looking for a challenge? Mid-City is currently seeking underground personnel and laborers for all civil scopes to join the ranks. Apply today at mid-city.com. CA, the one and only. I'm talking one of the big, big dogs out there in the media landscape. Elliot Friedman joining us. Elliot, how are you? I'm good, Cam. I feel I should be barking, but thanks very much. How are you doing? <laughs> doing all right. I'm okay good today. Man. I don't know that mm-hmm. everybody in, in oil country is, but I'm okay today. Can I reassure everybody? Please. A bit? Please do. G- yeah, give me your thoughts. Uh, you know, first of all, I, I think this series is is far from over. Um, you know, number one, I I know that like that's the kind of game that Colorado played last night. I was getting I was getting texts. You know, the Avalanche are never going to lose again. No one's beating them. Um, that was a dynamite performance by them tonight. I think last night. I think we all recognized that. Um, look, like I, I think that there have been times in these playoffs where we've counted out the Oilers. And they've always found a way. We know that tomorrow night, that arena is going to be insane. Uh, You know, the Oilers fans are going to be riled up, uh, just like they were when the Kings were there, when the Flames were there. Um, I think it's going to be a very different atmosphere. And the other thing, too, is uh, with Woodcroft, he's always seemed to find a way to punch the right buttons. And, you know, I, I, I expect him to do that tomorrow. I expect him to – look, he tried a new wrinkle last night, putting up Dreisaitl and McDavid. It didn't work as well as we all hoped. Um, you know, I, I bet you he will try to find some wrinkles tomorrow that, you know, throws some change into the wind. And I just – I've seen the Oilers come back too many times in these playoffs where, they, where we thought they were done to write them off. And I know the Avalanche are a different animal. And I think there are a lot of people's favorites to win the Cups. And I know they looked great last night, but I don't think this series is over. I think it's way too soon to say that. Elliot Friedman, our guest. The, we all know that Darnell Nurse is, is certainly 
gotten it yep. through something right now. And, yep. and yeah, and that's, I mean, that's difficult, especially when you're on the top D pair and you're seeing the top lines of the Colorado Avalanche again and again and again and again. Do you think when you're talking about the Jay Woodcroft, um, you know, pushing the right buttons, you think it's possible the Oilers, and they've done this many times, go 11-7 and seven and we see either a, a Chris Russell or a Philip Broberg come into the lineup? I could see that. I, I could see that. I, I could see it because Woodcroft is one of, like, there's not a lot of coaches that are really comfortable with that. And Bieksa has talked about on the panel before, he really hates it when coaches do that. But Woodcroft and another guy is John Cooper of Tampa. They're both very comfortable doing it, and therefore I could see it. Like, I know Nurse is taking, like, a beating because of that first goal last night. I actually thought that the biggest problem there was that against a Colorado team that's as fast as they are, those players were too close together. They didn't really give themselves a chance. Like, here, like sometimes you have to – I know it's not really, like, a, a thing to do anymore where you just bang the puck out of the glass or flip it into somewhere where it's not a lot of trouble. I just think, unfortunately, there were too many guys too close together to play hot potato with the puck, and they were just in, and they put themselves in really bad positions. But I can see it, Cam, because one thing about Woodcroft, he likes playing it. So that would not be a surprise to me. Yeah, and it, it was, you're right, it was a bit of a hot potato turned into a, a turnover, and, and Cody had pointed out off air before the show that, it, and it was tipped. I mean, that shot was going right into Mike Smith's glove before it got redirected. Mm -hmm. So there was a few things that had to fall into line before that that one actually went in. Uh Nazem Kadri three assists in the, in that second period with the three goals in two minutes and four seconds. I, I, it's no surprise. We all knew he, he was he was a good player. But your thoughts on what he's done in these first two games? He's been he's been excellent. Like to me, honestly, I think the best players on the best player on the ice has been Makar. And you know, Taves had a weird night in game one, but I thought him and Makar were phenomenal last night. But Cadre, I agree with you. I, I thought he was excellent. I actually really liked Woodcroft's answer in the post game about how like, people asked about McKinnon's 11 shots, and he said, "Well, you know, how many of those were on the power play?" I thought, I thought Cadre's line was the best line. I, I completely agreed with him. Uh, Lekkinen's been a perfect fit since they added. You know, Cadre, like we know him really well here. Obviously, um, the only reason he was ever traded was he couldn't control his emotion. He had another situation last year. Um, I think he's been so, so good with it this year. But when he just plays whistle to whistle, he's a guy who can change a game. And we've seen it constantly in these playoffs. And those three guys, they really complement each other very well. They're all fast. They're all intense. They all make hard plays. And uh, they can all score. And we saw a lot of evidence of that last night. Elliot Friedman here for Mid-City Construction. Oilers getting set for game three tomorrow. Uh, I heard on the post game here on uh, 630 Ched last night, Rob Brown talking about the defense of the Avalanche and, of course, uh, mm -hmm. accolades for Kale McCarr and uh, Devon Taves, for sure. But he also brought up uh, Bowen Byram, who, yeah. yeah, here's a young guy, a high pick, but, I mean, not a lot of uh, NHL experience so far, and uh, it looks like he has fit in pretty seamlessly. He's been excellent, and I think the thing is, like, people forget what a hard year he had this year. Um, you know, he had a big concussion problem 
and they were really not sure that he was going to play the rest of this season. Like There was a point in the middle of the year, Cam, where we were hearing a lot of tough things about what his future could be, and it's always a reminder, like, just don't jump to conclusions. Take your time, get the treatment you need, be smart about what you do and don't do, follow the directions, and... Um, you know, there's hope that, you know, I think one of the toughest things right now is we've, we've learned so much about concussions in such a short time, and we hear so much negativity around them, and they are serious. I'm not trying to discount them in any way. But, like, like I remember when my son had got his first concussion. He fell off a bike. And I remember they told us, your son has a concussion. And because I was in sports, like, she could see the look on my face, and she said, it's not the end of the world, Like, but you have to manage it properly. That's what the doctor told me. And we were very careful about that. We, we followed their, uh, their instructions to the letter, and my son made uh, a full recovery. And, you know, I, I always think about that when I think about concussions. Like, it, it's, like the, the collisions are fast at this level. You know, sometimes you don't see people coming. You know, hockey is a violent, fast game in a really small, confined space. But if you follow the directions, I always want to believe that there is a chance for you. And I see Byram last night, and I can only imagine what his family went through this year, and he has come so far. And I'm happy for him and his family. There were rumors this year that he'd asked for a trade. The Avalanche denied those. But the other thing was, I know the Avalanche were asked about him. Like other teams were saying, you know, we'll make a move for Byram. And, and Joe Sackick said no. I think the other guy that was the, that was the case with was Newhook, too. But Joe Sackick said, no, we like Byram, and we're not trading him. And, boy, all, everything that they went through to help get him healthy and all the decisions they made to say, no, we're keeping him, boy, do they look worthwhile right now. Like, Rob Brown has a much better eye for hockey than I do. He's absolutely right about this one. Yeah, he, he is. Uh, hey, Brownie's usually right on the money, I find. Yeah, yeah, he's good. Yeah, he is very good. Uh, Kyler Yamamoto uh, took a hit. Uh, was it Gabriel Landeskog that uh, kind of got him? He didn't. It, it, he, he didn't see it coming for sure. Yeah. Uh, didn't you know, didn't play in the third period. Uh, just yeah. your, your thoughts on that play? Well, you know, I, I'm not crazy about blindside plays. I, I, I'm really not. Um, but you know, the thing that sometimes people forget, and we've we've. We've learned a lot about the rule book this week, Pim Cam. But uh, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> one of the things that we, we I for, I was forgotten is that they took blindside hits out of the rule book. That's no longer uh, a hit that is automatically penalized. It was taken out of the rule book a few years ago. So that hit, like, so if somebody says it's blindside, that's not necessarily a factor. The, the question is principal point of contact, and I watched it several times. He does get the body. The puck is there. It's it's a legal hit. I'm not crazy about it, but it's not a hit that's going to get Landeskog suspended. And I think one of the things that people also forget, too, is you can hit the head as long as it's not the primary point. Um, you know, you can hit the body and get some of the head, and the hit is okay. And that is what happened. One thing I do think, Sam, is that I know that uh, because of some of the hits in this year's playoffs, I know there's a lot of conversations going on behind the scenes, and I do believe the players are going to be asked if they want to see a change in any of the hitting rules. I think like some of the injuries this year, Crosby, uh, some of the other ones, 
Kara uh, in the regular season, a player you guys know well. Like these hits are legal, and I don't mind a hard-hitting game. I don't mind that at all. I just think people are starting to ask if with everything we do know about the head, do we want to change any part of this? I don't know how much support there is for it, but I know people are, are talking about it and working on it behind the scenes. Elliot Friedman for Mid-City Construction along with Cam Moon here on Oilers Now. Uh, Edmonton at home to Colorado tomorrow night for game three. Uh, over on the other side, the Rangers in Tampa Bay, uh, they're one game in. They got game two tonight. Uh, Rangers with that win in, in game one. What did you see in that first game? I think the Rangers are getting better. Uh, uh, as I don't know if there's a team of the four left that have gotten better consistently throughout the playoffs than the Rangers have. I, I think the Oilers have uh, just definitely have gotten better from the way they started the versus the Kings to now. But the Rangers, that game one was a superb performance. Tampa wasn't sharp, but the Rangers kicked the hell out of them. And that really surprised me. Uh, I think Tampa will be a lot better tonight. They just are. They, they don't beat themselves two games in a row. Um, you know, I don't want to use the, the fact that they've been off for a week and a half as an excuse. The fact is they weren't sharp. They weren't as detail-oriented as they, as they normally are and the Rangers destroyed them because of it. I, uh, I was really impressed with them. I just, you know, one thing about me, Cam, is I've seen a lot of Tampa over the last few years. I never pick against them, never, ever. They're just too good, and they're too smart, and they know how to play, and I expect that's going to be the case tonight. And they have Andre Vasilevsky. Right? And they have yeah. the best goalie in the world, yes. Yeah, I, I enjoy watching that guy play. He's you know, you know, Cam, you're a goalie. Like, I wanted to ask you about something. So I noticed the last two nights. So Shesterkin could have been hit in the head with a couple of shots that went in or went wide, and he moved his head out of the way. Smith, he's like, I don't care. Yeah, that's right. He did head one over the net. Wait, well, it wasn't a heater. You know, it's not like he took a 95-mile-per-hour shot to the noggin. But, but still, yeah, yeah it, it, I thought it was um, creative. I thought it was very creative. Yeah. I, I just thought it was interesting because Mike Richter's career ended like that. Yeah. But Henrik Lundqvist used to do it. He would, he loves soccer. He would headbutt pucks over the glass. So, like, I just wanted to ask you, did you ever do that? Like, if you, because it, it was clear to me that Vasilevsky was protecting his head. He did not want the puck to hit his head. So did you ever do that when you played? Not on purpose, Elliot. No. no. <laughs> I, I got hit in the head, but it was only because I couldn't get out of the way. And, and heaven knows I didn't get in the way nearly enough. And that's why it was, you know, over after junior. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot's been fun. Thank you so much for joining us. All right, Cam. And I know everybody's down today. I think this series is far from over. I think the orders give you a real great effort tomorrow night. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, as am I. Thank you. Take care, Cam. All right. Elliot Friedman for Mid-City Construction. Always good to have him on, always to get his insight, not only on uh, the Oilers series, but uh, Rangers and, and Tampa Bay. Some guests of Oilers now, they receive gift certificates to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal's an occasion at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse.
Ashley Fine Floors text line. It's been busy. I love it. Uh, there was one text asking uh, about the goaltending and thinking if it was time for Miko Koskinen. I don't think it is. I think it's it, this is this is Mike Smith's time. And, and I thought he played. You know, last night he battled. He gave them a fighting chance. He of the 916 save percentage here in the playoffs. You know what? All things considered, that's pretty good. So I would uh, I would say stay with Mike Smith going into Game Three. We're going to take a quick break. This is Oilers Now on 6:30. Chet, you got Cam Moon and Cody Jansen today. Bob is in travel. It's a travel day. Heading from Denver back to Edmonton. Game Three tomorrow night. Six o'clock, six o'clock tilt. Keep that in mind tomorrow. Kind of like the six. I know that's uh, it's difficult if you're at work and you need to get home before you get to the game. If you're you're coming down to Rogers Place, I know you've got to plan for it a little. Maybe you skip out a bit early. I don't. I don't know. If your boss doesn't let you skip out a little bit early, yeah, might have to question some other decisions you're making. It's the third round. <laughs> In fact, you should be able to pull the shoot at lunch. Full afternoons off. Total afternoon. Mooner, I'll write off. you the letter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. Show me the letter. I'll write up a letter for sure. Hey, a limited amount of concourse passes for Oilers fans are available for tomorrow night's game. $150 plus each ticket fees at the entry gate adjacent to the Rogers Place box office. That starts 90 minutes before game time. Hey, golfers. Looking for a bucket list experience? Join New West Travel in Cabot, Nova Scotia for a five-day golf getaway. Golf at Cabot Cliffs and Cabot Links. Package includes airfare via private WestJet charter with open bar, oh baby, and premium meals, four nights accommodation at Cabot Lodge, five rounds of golf in stunning Cabot, Nova Scotia, plus a New West golf tournament with prizes. You book now. You get a $350 upgrade to premium economy. To reserve your tea time, call New West Travel or visit newwesttravel.com. So keep that in mind. And also, uh, Cody Jansen, I don't know if you were aware of this, but it is uh, McLovin's birthday today of Superbad. How do we always end up coming back to Superbad every time you're on the show? I had I had mined out that little nugget earlier today, and it was everything in me not to spill it before we got on air. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Everything's just come back to super bad. I was, like, honestly, it was very difficult for me to hold all that in. Yeah. So I just, I wanted to spring that on you. Okay. Ashley Fine Floors text line. It is, it's been going. It's been busy. Uh, Mark in St. Albert, don't you think it's time for Darnell Nurse to be taken out of the lineup? His injury is costing us games, so Broberg should come in. Also, Pugliarvi needs to be benched. Where did it go there? And bring in Holloway. Finally, quit playing the fourth line. They've been awful. So that's Mark in St. Albert. I, I don't see Darnell Nurse coming out of the lineup. I, I could see an 11-7 and situation that, uh, as you've heard uh, Jay Woodcroft say before, that spreads out the minutes amongst the many. I, I could absolutely see that happening uh, for the Oilers tomorrow. I, I don't know for sure that that's happening, but it wouldn't shock me. So when you think about Russell, you think about someone who's willing to put his body on the line, does it concern you a little bit that Colorado's blocked more shots in both games? 
Wow, that's well. I guess a lot of those shots have been off the rush for Colorado too. So I mean, it's hard to block those. <laughs> when it's a two-on-one or three-on-two. And that's fair, but I'm thinking about Western Conference Final. I would like to see a little bit more body yeah. sacrifice out there. Again, you're telling someone to step in front of a Kale McCarr slap shot. Like, count me out, but yeah. maybe someone making millions. <laughs> You're right. Maybe somebody making millions. Okay. Well, uh, coming up in the in the second hour, we have got Alan May. Looking forward to that. Alan May. Uh, he, we will talk with him and uh, Luke Prokop of the Edmonton Oil Kings. We got a global news, weather, traffic update with Eileen Bell. This is Oilers Now on 6:30. Chad. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio 6:30. Chad.